Hey there, welcome to The Honest MD. I'm your host, Kelly, from Hey Kelly Ellen. Tune in every week for solo episodes and conversations with leaders in medicine all about navigating pre-med life, medical school, residency, medical careers, and more. But that's not all. We are all about being honest here. I'm going to be sharing the ups and downs of life both inside and outside of medicine. Because we all know that while we love medicine, it is not our whole life and we are so much more than our careers. So make sure you're ready to learn. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. I am really, really excited about today's episode because we are going to be talking about something that I personally am have almost have like an unhealthy obsession with, (laughs) which is writing personal statements for medical school. And I literally love it so much that I spent months and months and months making a course all about it. And I have literally edited hundreds of pre-meds personal statements and helped them get into medical school as well as my own medical school personal statement got me eight medical school interviews, which was very exciting. But today's topic for the episode is four mistakes that pre-meds make when writing their medical school personal statement. So as I mentioned, I have edited, I've personally edited hundreds of pre-meds personal statements and I have seen these mistakes literally so many times. Like it's a lot of times where I see them and today I hope that by talking about it and kind of outlining the mistakes that I see, you can avoid making the mistake yourself and therefore avoid having your editor, whether it's me or someone else, unfortunately, I have to say, like, you have to rewrite this, right? Okay, so let's dive into the mistakes. So the number one, the first mistake that I see pre-meds make time and time again is describing a patient interaction or an instance where a family member got sick and they make the whole paragraph all about the other person's journey and story and include nothing about them. I cannot stress this enough. Your personal statement has to be about you, and it has to be about who you are as a person, and also you're showing the admissions committees what skills you have, right? So it's tempting to talk about other people because that's the easy path, right? It's so much easier to write about someone else or someone else's story than to write about yourself, because we're not used to that. We don't normally write about ourselves, right? So here's an example of something that I see so many times. 
they talk about a patient interaction, right? They say, oh, this patient that I took care of in the ER, they are a refugee and they're a single mother and they came in to the ER and then I met up with them and I was the patient tech and they just go into this long story about this patient who's obviously had a very hard life, right? They're a refugee, they're a single mom, maybe they came into the ER for a medical problem and they start explaining that. Like, I was so moved by this patient and their story. Like, they are a refugee from this country, they're uh, impoverished, single mom of three, and they came to the ER and it was inspiring to see them and that's why I want to be a doctor. End paragraph. <laughs> so you you might like obviously I'm making an overgeneralization, but I literally like so many people pick out a story of something really like really out there you know, a really impactful story about someone else, and they center the whole paragraph about that. How do you fix that, right? Because at the end of that paragraph, I learned a lot about this mom. I learned that she's a refugee. I learned that she's a single mom. I learned that she's impoverished. I read it. I'm learning so much about her. I don't learn anything about you, right? I literally do not learn a single thing about you at the end of that paragraph. Instead, think about what you did in that interaction that made you stand out, right? What did you do that showcases who you are as a person and showcases your skills, okay? So there's a few ways that you can do this. One way would be to just explain things that you did where it shows that you took the extra step. Maybe you were the person who took the extra step to go get a translator. Maybe you were the person who took that extra step to comfort her when she got bad news. Bring her a blanket. Bring her a sandwich. I don't know what you did because obviously, like, I'm not there. I don't know if you can hear the sirens in the background, but there are some. Sorry about that. I am just like saying that you have to, you're showing, you're kind of bragging about yourself, right? Like a little bit about the personal statement <clears throat> is to really kind of show that you were an amazing person um, without typing, I am an amazing person, right? Because no one's going to believe you <laughs> if you just type that. So you have to actually show instances where you were an amazing person and by taking the extra step doing something that's meaningful that does show you that show the admissions committee that you are an amazing person another thing that you can do is tell someone else's story but also relate it to your own story right so an example of this would be talking about how the patient maybe reminded you 
of your own mom or maybe their background, their ethnicity was the same as your background and ethnicity, right? So by talking about someone else, you do that briefly, but then you say like, they reminded me of my own upbringing when I was living in poverty and I couldn't afford healthcare or whatever parallel you could make. That's another strategy where you could talk about a patient interaction, but also be revealing things about yourself. Another common pitfall with this mistake is that oftentimes students, they talk about someone who they know that got sick and how that was their inspiration for going to medical school and wanting to be a doctor. And again, they spend the whole paragraph telling me about their grandfather and how he was a World War II veteran and then he got lung cancer and he used to be strong but this really you know knocked him down or what whatever it is I learned a lot about your grandpa but I don't learn anything about you right so you have to be super super mindful about that and again tell me what you did to take care of your grandfather did you drive him to appointments did you take care of him as like a caretaker during that time like We need to learn about who you are. So keep that in mind. Okay, so that is the first mistake is describing an interaction that you had and making it all about the other person's story and the other person's journey. The second mistake that I see a lot is listing your resume. This one happens more often than you think because medical students they are desperate not medical students pre-meds they are desperate to just show the admissions committee like look I did volunteering and I did shadowing and I did research and I did clinical experience like I have I've done all these things like be proud of me and they think the personal statement is the place for that and it's not we the other part of your application is the place for that right it's literally the place to list out everything that you've done that in your past four years right so your personal statement is not the place to list your resume whatsoever okay your personal statement you need to pick out i would say maximum three but I usually say two to three experiences that you want to highlight in your personal statement and that's it and they can be things from volunteering they could be a study abroad students struggling with writing a personal statement, having the worst writer's block and don't know where to start, want to make sure you write a personal statement that stands out? I have great news for you. My own personal statement landed me eight medical school interviews and I put all my knowledge into a free training all about how to write a unique medical school personal statement. Head to my website www.heykellyellen.com and click on the words free personal statement training to watch the video today. It's free, so what are you waiting for?
experience. They could be things from shadowing. They could be things from working somewhere. It doesn't, it could, you know, touch a lot of those categories. It's going to be what's meaningful to you that you want to highlight in your personal statement. And you have to remember that your personal statement has to be personal. So you you should include things in your personal statement that aren't on the rest of your application. Things like your background and your identity and your own story and your own journey. Those things are important and they tell the admissions committee who you are as a person. So you want to put those things in your personal statement and really think about your personal statement as telling the admissions committee your journey from your interest in medicine to what things you did along the way to confirm that interest, right? So please do not just list your resume and have one paragraph be about three or four things that you did during undergrad. Like, oh, and then when I was in my junior year of college, I was the president of the pre-med club, and then I also volunteered at the homeless shelter, did research on the side, and crocheted. I don't know. You know, like, that is, that's too many things to talk about in your personal statement because it's just listing things that you did. It's not really showcasing who you are as a person and what qualities and skills you can bring to the table, right? So you have to be super, super mindful about that and really careful that you aren't listing your resume. And really, when you start to draft it out, outline it, right? So outline it and say your first paragraph, that's going to be about my initial interest in medicine. That was when I was 12, you know. My second paragraph, that's going to be about the next thing I did to confirm that interest, which is when I shadowed a doctor. And then the third paragraph is going to be about uh, when I went to Guatemala and did this thing. I don't know what you did, right? But have one experience per paragraph generally is what I would say to do. And of course, like, this is obviously general advice because I have not met you or read your personal statement or heard your story. And some people are very successful at including maybe more than one thing in their paragraphs. But as a starting point, I think that's really helpful in order to avoid this mistake of listing out your resume. Okay, so we covered the first two mistakes. The next mistake that I see pre-meds make time and time again is that they have a very boring opening paragraph. And honestly, a boring opening sentence. You have to remember that the person reading your personal statement is just a person. Like, they are just a human and they read hundreds of these personal statements. They've seen it all. They've seen it all. This is literally their job, right? So... If you're going to start your personal statement with something boring like, I want to be a doctor and help people, oh my gosh, instantly you're going to get an eye roll, right? Instantly. You want to think about the beginning of your introduction. You really want to think of it as a way to grab someone's attention. I think we've all learned, you know, in English class that you need a hook, 
right? You need to hook someone in and get them interested and really think, oh, I want to read more about this. This seems cool. Does that mean that your personal statement needs to start out with saying there was a fire burning and I ran into the building and started chest compressions? No, it doesn't have to be a once in a lifetime experience, right? It could be a very normal experience, but you just have to write about it in an interesting way. I know one personal statement that I read, she was talking about her phone ringing as the opening, but instead of saying, like, my phone rang, she said, like, a buzz interrupted the calmness on our walk or something along those lines. And it was interesting because it was just like, oh, a buzz, like, is that your phone? Is that, a like, a fly? Like, what what's happening? Like... It just made me a little bit more interested than is than if she started it with saying, my phone rang on our walk, right? So think about the beginning of your personal statement as something that's leading into a story. A story that you're going to tell about your first interest in medicine. And think about a way that you can start the story in an interesting way. And a way that will get someone wanting to actually read more of it and actually care about what you're about to write about for the whole page, right? Because at the end of the day, again, these, I know like the admissions committee, it seems like this enigma, but it's just a human that's reading your personal statement. Make it interesting, okay? Okay, so we've covered our first three things. So now we're going to move on to our last mistake. And our last mistake is that you do not make it clear in your personal statement why you want to be a doctor. And I think I just need to say this because we need to remind ourselves that we're writing a personal statement about why we want to go to medical school and why we want to be a doctor. And you would be surprised that there are people who write a whole personal statement for medical school and do not include reasonings about why they want to be a doctor in it. I think one reason is that people think that they can take their personal statement that they used in high school to get into college and maybe just like rewrite like a few sentences or paragraphs and call it good. No, you have to start from the beginning. You cannot do that. (laughs) Please do not do that. You need to write a completely new personal statement about why you want to be a doctor. And the way that you can really make sure that you're making it clear why you want to be a doctor is that at the end of every paragraph, you need to have a takeaway about why that experience made you want to be a doctor, right? It's basically like a mini conclusion about, okay, this is what I experienced and then this is why it made me want to be a doctor, right? So like for me, I talked about in the very beginning like my mom getting cancer and I could have just left it at that and then moved on to the next paragraph, right? But think about it. Lots of people have parents or family members get ill or get cancer and they do not want to be doctors, right? Lots of people. 
But you, you had this experience happen to you and instead of just moving on with your life and doing something else, you took that experience and you thought, hmm, this makes me want to be a doctor and this makes me want to pursue medicine. So at the end of that paragraph, I talked about how the experience with my mom and her getting cancer made me want to be a doctor because I saw how the doctors were able to communicate, express empathy, use their medical knowledge to provide treatment, stuff like that. And that's why it motivated me to want to be a doctor, right? So you might have different reasons, right? You might want to be a doctor because you want to improve patients' quality of lives, or maybe you want to be a doctor because you want to give back medically to a certain culture that you grew up in or a certain rural area that you grew up in. I don't know what your reason is, but that's why you're going to tell me your reason at the end of each paragraph. It's going to be a takeaway so that when I read it, I'm like, okay, this person had this experience. They really did some self-reflection and this is why they want to be a doctor. I totally get it now. Okay, so we covered... Do you want to win a $50 Amazon gift card? All you have to do to be eligible to win is leave a review of my podcast, The Honest MD, take a screenshot before you hit submit, and then send me the screenshot on my Instagram, heykellyellen, or email me the screenshot at heykellyellen at gmail.com. Good luck! are four mistakes that pre-meds make when writing their medical school personal statements. I'm going to go over them one more time. The first mistake that I see pre-meds make is describing an interaction with a person, a patient interaction, and making it all about the other person and not about them. The second mistake that I see is listing their resume and their personal statement and calling it good. The third mistake that I see is having a boring opening line and a boring opening paragraph. And finally, the last mistake that I see is that they do not make it clear why they want to be a doctor in their personal statement for medical school. So if you enjoyed my tips about the medical school personal statement, and you want to know more, I actually literally, like I mentioned at the beginning, I have an unhealthy obsession with personal statements and helping pre-meds write amazing, really good personal statements to help them get into medical school. And I created two free resources. So the first one is that I have a free guide all about three takeaways that every pre-med should have in their personal statement. You can find that in the link in my bio on my Instagram, Hey Kelly Ellen. I also have a completely free one hour class all about how to write a unique medical school personal statement. And I've gotten such good feedback about this class. Like people literally love it. They learn so much. They feel like they have a really clear understanding of how to write their personal statements after watching this free class. And again, that is in the link in my Instagram bio, but if you cannot find it, please feel free to message me 
on Instagram, heykellyellen, or email me at heykellyellen at gmail.com, and I can send you either of those. And then the last thing that I have had amazing success with and such amazing results and feedback about is my personal statement course. So I have a personal statement course called the Medical School Personal Statement Bootcamp. And it is a really good course. Basically, it consists of video lessons along with written guides. I will say that it's mostly video lessons teaching you all about how to write a really, really strong personal statement. And this is literally like from scratch, like from nothing, from the initial brainstorm where you have nothing. I literally have so many videos all about brainstorming to writing it out like paragraph by paragraph. And then I think something that really makes my course stand out is that I take examples of personal statements from pre-meds who have gotten into top schools and I dissect them line by line, paragraph by paragraph, explaining why they are so successful and explaining exactly what they did to make them so successful. And I think that that is something that makes my course stand out. And the last thing that I think makes my course stand out is the fact that I also have an option where you can get two guides, PDF guides. One of them is consists of 20 personal statements from accepted medical students. So it's literally pre-meds like you have written personal statements and have been accepted to medical school. So you can read them. And I know that was really helpful for me as a pre-med is to read other people's personal statements so I could take inspiration from them and actually like figure out what the heck I needed to write. (laughs) And like, let's not like, let's not make it harder than it needs to be. Like, let's see what people did and were successful with and take inspiration from that and do it ourselves and tell our own story. And then... The second thing that my personal statement course comes with is actually a guide about all about how to write your extracurricular descriptions, which is like the work and activity section of your application. And that is super helpful because you can't just write like, I volunteered at the homeless shelter. I did it 30 hours a, like 30 hours a month, period. Like, no. You have to actually have a strategy when writing those um, descriptions and you actually really like can stand out if you have really good descriptions on your extracurriculars. And I also talk about how to write your most meaningful um, descriptions on your extracurriculars too. So that is all the information that I have for you today about the medical school personal statement. And I am really, really excited for all of those, all of you who are going to be writing one soon, whether it's this cycle or in the future. And thanks for tuning in. And now for 
for my favorite part of the episode where I sit down with my boyfriend, Jarrett, and we talk about topics that you want us to cover as a couple in medicine. Breaking it down with the honest MD. Was we did that not one? plan this. No? That no. <laughs> that one's a loser, all right. That's, I mean, it has potential, but I don't know. Well, you still got to come up with whatever this uh, segment is called. I went with breakdown, but. Breakdown with Jaretown. There's, <laughs> so no, there's no like so rhyme worse. or like cute like phrase yeah i don't know i mean my my name right red lends itself to rhyming so yeah jarrett carrot carrot share it bear it share Merit. it with jarrett and kelly share it with jarrett and kelly share it with jarrett and also kelly's involved i guess <laughs> Share it with Jarrett. Oh, and then in parentheses, and, Kel- and Kelly. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Let us give us your feedback on that. It, it, it needs something. Yeah, we need help, obviously, because we're just we're struggling. We're struggling. Yeah, I'm new to this. Yeah, we are new to this, and you know, not great at coming up with names. And some people struggle with coming up with theme songs. Uh, you don't have to, like, <laughs> bear yourself down. You don't have to make yourself feel bad. No, I, I don't think I'm referring to myself. You know, you prove wrong. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. So, today... What's our topic? We're going to try to have a topic, and we're going to try to stay on, on task here. Good luck. We are going to talk about long-distance dating. Woo! Woo! That was, it, oh, it's awful. Honestly, <laughs> it's I don't rough. know why why there's a woo after there's that. There's no cheer for There's no LDR. cheer for the solid long-distance dating. But basically, if you don't know kind of our backstory, we... we technically dated more long-distance than we have been in the same... City. City. Well, yeah. Still. We... I've dated long distance many times. In high school, we pretty much only dated long distance mm-hmm. through like AIM, I would say. Yep, AOL Instant Messenger. That was that like our relationship yeah. and like occasional phone calls and seeing each other maybe once a year if we were lucky. Yeah, there was sometimes we went like two years or so without seeing each other, so. Yeah. And I just... You don't have much control of your life in oh my high school gosh, there. That's true. Also, I talked about AIM on my Instagram once, and, like, people didn't know what it was, and I felt old. I hear you said you dated us with that AIM. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. To be fair, it wasn't my AIM account. Technically, my brother created the, the account, and he stopped using it, and, you know. Does that make me sound younger? No. No, I didn't, because you're older than me. So... <laughs> So, basically, in high school, that was kind of what we did. And then we didn't date in college. And then... In did the f- almost the first year or half a uh, year. I, I was, you were in college. I was still in high school because yeah. you're, you're older. Yeah, that was too cool. Too cool. Mm-hmm. So, That's what I want to say. Okay, we dated <laughs> Jarrett's maybe half of first year of college. And I was still in high school. Um, and then... 
we stopped dating and then we started dating again at the beginning of med school for me. Yeah. And that was long distance as well. Yeah, for two years of it. Yeah, because you lived in Arkansas and I lived in Arizona. Yeah, maybe we just start from the beginning here. (laughs) Start from the beginning of how we met. How we met? Yeah. Okay. The topic today is how we met. (laughs) You know, it's important. Remember when I said we were going to stay on task? Well, you don't have to talk about this then. Okay. I just thought, like... We need background. You're going you're gonna to talk 20 minutes on just tips and tricks for LDRs? I mean, you're right. We'll just <laughs> like 10 minutes. Okay. So, how we met. Technically, we met when we were like three years old. Yes, very young. We There's many cute pictures of us at Serial City in Michigan. You know, doing the Cheerios factory. Yeah. Holding hands before I even, I don't even remember that. No, I don't remember most of it. But basically, what we're trying to say is that we're family friends, or we were family friends. Yeah. Because my uncle was, this this myth has been disproven, but. No, it wasn't. uh, They weren't roommates, but they went to college with your, my uncle went to college with your dad. Yes. And they got they met yeah, in and college. Um, your family's all originally from uh, like Michigan as well. Yeah, or at least not at least before California. It We're was doing Michigan. an awful job telling this story. We are. Oh my gosh. Okay, we, let's. We, we, are we redoing this? No, we're sticking to it. Okay, so Jared's from Michigan. I'm from California, <laughs> and my mom's side of the family is from Michigan originally. So that's why. We are family friends initially. Yeah. So my dad and your uncle were very good friends, uh, and eventually your aunt and my mom and your mom and my mom, and we, they hung out all the time uh, in Michigan, did a lot of water skiing together, and, you know, eventually they moved out to the West Coast, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we'd still see them once every couple years or every year for... A little bit of time whether we fly out there or they flew out to us yeah and then there was the one particular visit uh 2008 mm-hmm. so we like saw each other when we were kids but we don't really remember it like super well so then once in 2008 we were both in high school by then and we my family and I we came out for a whole week to Michigan and that's when we actually like met really like fell in love we fell in love (laughs) like high school sweethearts kind of like you know puppy love kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and then we started dating long distance after that because I was I like was from California and he's from Michigan we both went to high school like in those respective places so we summed it up real quick for you all full summary (laughs) a full summary so basically needless to say we are experts at ldr yeah so we did like three years of ldr in in high high school school, and and then then almost a full year in that college year and then two years at the start of med school yeah so and then we've only been dating like actually in the same city for two years yeah yeah so we've dated more long distance than in person yep 
So now you have the background and you know you're, you're experts in Jared and Kelly's relationship. So now we're going to move on to long distance, how we did it. Because mm-hmm. this is something I get asked about frequently. So take it away. Well, <laughs> um, it's a maturity thing on some level. Um, high school, you know, it was definitely more challenging to make it work and do that kind of thing just because I was very immature. And, uh, <laughs> um, you know, you still are discovering who you are and all that. And uh, you really, once we reconnected after college and started talking again and saw the maturity and saw that we, you know, knew who we were, made it a lot easier mm-hmm. to commit to that and, you know, yeah, have no second thoughts. Definitely. I think with long distance, you do have to do it with the right person. Mm, you have to be invested in the relationship and yeah. focused on trying to make it work. Exactly. Like, you have to be a thousand percent, like, trusting of that person. And I know, like, a lot of people who follow me are in college and... I know people who did long distance in college, but I also know many people who, like, started college long distance and then broke up because everyone's, like, exploring, you know, them their own identity and they're, like, they're on their own for their first time and stuff mm-hmm. like that, too. So, I really feel like long distance is hard no matter what age, but it definitely is, like, especially hard in college, I feel like. Yeah. So keep that in mind at least yeah so I think at least how we did long distance in medical school it was much easier because uh you know now I was working a nine to five had income and you know the ability to fly out to you yeah come visit so uh the main thing that helped us keep going was having the next visit planned you know yeah. Before I would leave to go back to Arkansas, I'd know when I was coming back here and just keep a countdown going. It I think that was easier. like the a thousand percent like difference between like high school and like yeah. medical school is that we always like had a plan of when we were gonna see each other next. So mm-hmm. even though we were like sad when we were when we had to fly to our, like, when you had to fly back to Arkansas, we were like, okay, but we know that you're going to see, you're going to come back, like, in a month or however many times. Yeah, and we tried to make it no more than, like, two months in between if we yeah. could manage that. Mm-hmm. And then I think something else that I personally feel like is helpful with long distance is communicating, like, every day like in some way uh, yeah, or form it used to be like texting yeah I mean, even if you're like living in the same city like we are now we're still texting every day you're still exactly. trying to see what they're up to you have to like Dang. let the other person know that like you're still like thinking of them and like you're still like their priority mm-hmm. in their life and we always tried to video chat at least once a week too yep because texting is nice, but, like, actually, like, seeing and hearing the person is, like, way better. Yeah, you can do a lot of things while texting and, you know, be distracted, but 
the video chat, it's, you know, your sole focus is on the other person. Yeah, exactly. So, I think those were some of the things that were helpful with long distance. And then, like, specifically for people, like, in medical school or, like, kind of like a school environment, I think what was helpful was telling Jarrett, like, when I had tests coming up or when I had, like, a heavy, like, study period or, like, being, like, I'm really stressed right now because I have this big test. Yeah, so I knew that, like, her lack of communication didn't mean anything and I wouldn't read into it as something negative. Yeah, exactly. Offer support however I can, but not take it personally. Yeah. So it was really nice to have like those clear like communication Mm -hmm. like skills and like tell each other like oh this is when I'm gonna be busy or this is when I'm not but then also like even though like you're in medical school and you're stressed like it doesn't mean the other person like can't have their own stresses and like can't have like hard times at work too or like you have to make sure that you're not the one like the only person who's like I'm having a hard time and like that's it like you have to still check in on the other person too and like be sympathetic and like care about their lives too mm-hmm. even if you are in med school um so yeah yeah get get some activities that the two of you like to do um that you can do from afar you know sometimes we play little video games on the phone um Oh, yeah. yeah. They had some... The texting thing. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they also have some nice websites that allow you to, like, watch Netflix or Hulu at the same time, you know? Yeah, we did that So a we lot. got into some TV shows. Really into MasterChef. Big into Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, Jared's, like, a f- stan. Is that what, is that what people, the, the kids say? He's What? <laughs> like, oh. Like, if you're a really big fan, you, like, stan them. Okay, I don't know. You're either aging us more by uh, trying to say that, or I'm aging us more by not understanding what you're saying at all. <laughs> I don't know. What? Jarrett is I'm out a of the super loop, fan. I, think I am a very Stan. big fan, though. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't get it at first, because Gordon Ramsay... You just think of him as mean, you know? He's mean, and it kind of reminds me of, like, an angry surgeon in the OR. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, yelling... <laughs> Um, but when you watch the shows, you you understand, like, who he is yeah. better. And he actually, like, really cares about the contestants and, like, he has a heart. Yeah. And he's a Less great so chef. so on, you know, Hell's Kitchen because, at least with that show, he's working with people that have gone to culinary school, you know. So That's he's true. like, you should know better, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll yell at you. But, you know, with the MasterChef, it's home cooks, you know. So it's like... Wow, you cooked this and didn't burn it? You're not bad. Not bad. (laughs) Yeah. Not bad. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Well. Where are we at? Oh, we're there. We did a great job covering long distance tips, I think. Yep. Little Gordon Ramsay at the end. We had a little little detours along the way, which. That was Gordon Ramsay for Halloween. Like two Halloweens ago, wasn't it? Yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. We should we should resurrect that picture. We shouldn't. <laughs> uh, why not? I don't care. Yeah, honestly, like your your hairstyle.
Thank you so much for tuning into the Honest MD podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I want to tell you about three ways you can support the show and keep the Honest MD going. Number one, subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. You literally just have to hit the subscribe button. It's that easy. Number two, take a screenshot of this episode on your phone, sharing what you loved about the episode and post it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Hey Kelly Ellen. And lastly, number three, leave a review. This is the ultimate way to support the honest MD. You can write something short and sweet like I love this show or something longer about things you have learned or appreciated about this podcast. I am not kidding when I say that I read every review and it means so much to me. The more reviews we have means the higher we rank on the podcast algorithm, which means bigger and better guests and episodes. Thanks so much for listening and see you next week. Thank you.